0: Streaming live right now from the beautiful FTJ Studios, man. What's up, man? It's your host, Addison, man. Welcome back to another episode of From the Jump, man. Hey, first things first. First things first. I'm not even gonna sit here and act like I ain't been gone. I know a lot of y'all got an attitude right now, like, what's up, bro? Like, you ain't been on here in a minute, bro. What's up, bro? What's up with the podcast? And I want to apologize. You know, we we, we we are in about handling business right now, and I got a lot, a lot, a lot in store for y'all, so y'all definitely want to stay tuned to the social medias from the jump. Y'all already know where to find me at. But we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to discuss, man. I've I, I been gone for a while, man, and a lot. Has happened. And and, and first things first, we got to start off with the trade of the day. The Jets, the New York football Jets, have just now traded Teddy Bridgewater in a 2019 six round draft pick to the New Orleans Saints for a 2019 third round pick. And as I just tweeted, that means Sam Darnold will be the week one starter for the New York Jets. I thought that Teddy to this point had outplayed Sam Darnold in the preseason. Again, Darnold is my guy, guy coming from USC. A guy who I felt like should have been the number one overall draft pick over Baker Mayfield. But of course, you know, the Browns, they do what they want to do. Little Uzi style, you feel me? But, But I think if you're drafting quarterbacks that high, such as the Browns, such as the Cardinals, such as the New York Jets, the Bills, you have to you have to start these guys. I understand Josh Allen is horrible, but the Bills have to start them because you drafted them that high. What's the point of drafting them just to play AJ McCarron, right? It doesn't, for me, that doesn't make sense and redshirt him a couple games because we saw even with the, the, the Los Angeles Rams to a degree with Jared Goff, right? Like even though they redshirted him that year and sure he played bad. My thing is if you draft him that high, you have to play him. I mean, I thought for Goff's development, year one, you had to play him. So in this situation, by the Jets trading Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold is inevitably the starter. He's playing in one of the toughest divisions in football. With New England Patriots own that division, so of course he'll get them twice a year. He'll get the Bills twice a year, who are pretty tough, and the Dolphins twice a year, who are pretty tough. So again, the Jets have just now traded Teddy Bridgewater the new Orleans saints for a 2019 third round pick but now keeping with the nfl a story that just popped across the sports wire as i was preparing for today's show the cleveland browns have decided to release michael kendricks after he was charged for inside trading by federal prosecutors making over 1.2 million dollars in illegal profits on four major investments four years ago now initially the browns elected to suspend michael kendricks and then i think they doubled back today and saying that they have now cut him. Now, of course, he apologized, uh, I guess, in a statement, pretty much saying that he takes full responsibility for his actions and that he said he knew he was wrong. And he also came back to say he said he would like to apologize in a statement. He said, four years ago, I participated in insider trading and I deeply regret it. I invested money with a former friend of mine who I thought I could trust and I greatly admired. His background as a Harvard graduate and employee of Goldman Sachs gave me false sense of confidence. Uh, gave me false sense of confidence. To this point, I worked my tail off, blase, blase, blase. I was drawn in by the layer of football. So essentially, he was just accepting responsibility for his actions. Now, again, this uh, Michael Kendricks just won a Super Bowl last year from the Philadelphia Eagles. To this, to me, is is is, is bizarre. But I, I think more importantly, I think a uh, Michael Kendricks know what was going on. He said, "Look, this football thing." It don't last forever. And oh, by the way, I play a position which is very volatile. It takes a lot of contact and, and gives a lot of contact, gives a lot of punishment, takes a lot of punishment. So he understands that his football longevity isn't going to be like an Aaron Rodgers. is isn't going to be like a Cam Newton and or Odell Beckham to that matter. So just like Michael Kendricks and a lot of other football players is doing, they flipping that money because they understand, look, dude, when I'm done playing, I got to have something to show for it. Otherwise you know did I just give my body or did I, I get something in return from it and by him getting caught with the illegal trade now again we don't know all the details to exactly what he was trading but to what it looks like it looks like he was in, caught up in some some illegalness and again he's a football player so he probably knew exactly what was going on to a degree you know when you're dealing with that kind of money you got people in different pockets and different places handling it for you so Was he probably inside inside on it? Probably not. However, look, you was a part of it. You gave your money to it. And by by the looks of you, you were one of the biggest investors. So again, when you're one of the biggest investors, your money is easily traceable to come back to. Now, again, I'm not necessarily mad at the guy because you got to do what you got to do. But what I also do understand is we live in a time now where everybody has a business, everybody has an idea, everybody has some pitch that they're trying to get you to buy into. And for a lot of these athletes, you, they come with different products from all across the globe trying to get them to invest in. Hey, just invest $10, invest $20, invest, just invest, 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 invest. And a lot of these athletes are investing because they see the product and they like, look, I don't necessarily have the time to spend and cultivate it. But I like the idea behind it. I like what you're doing here. Let me put some money behind it. Ultimately, with the hopes of it either doubling and or quadrupling their profits. So again, all the details have not come out. But what we do know at this point is that Michael Kendricks is without a job. And if you know, like I know, to this situation is clear, somebody will pick him up. This was a guy that was on the Super Bowl winning team with the Philadelphia Eagles. But this situation just happened to come across the sports wire as I was developing the show. And I said, you know what? I got to talk about it. Again, I don't necessarily know everything or what's going on with it. But I know enough and or I've read enough to be able to talk about it. So you know your boy had to bring it to you. Up next on From the Jump, we will talk Odell Beckham's new contract. We'll talk LeBron James is the shot. And also Manager Nobles is calling it quits. Plus, did Aaron Rodgers just get a new contract? Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. Dear James, when you were born, I nicknamed you Lucky. But luck has nothing to do with it. You have created your own path. The hours in our driveway paved the way to state championships. So James Harden, how does it feel to be MVP? You don't feel In the desert, you grew your game and you shattered expectations. It wasn't long until you suited up for draft day. James Harden. Looking back now, You've always been creative. Doing it your way, on your terms. You were dreaming big then. But when you left me that note, keep this paper, I'ma be a star. You were already my brightest star. MVP, no, no. Step back three. Bottom! James Harden! And now, you're showing everyone else. Oh. get tough no annual fee just dial the numbers i'm tough no okay i'll make the call yeah you got it I'll make the call come on oh boy no tough talks necessary only discover has no annual fee on any card Good to be back with you on this Wednesday, man, live in the FTJ studios right now. Follow your boy, as I always say, on Twitter at From the jump, man, always with the live sports debates. And of course, any updates about the show and or anything coming in the future, we will be bringing the show to YouTube beginning in September. So y'all definitely want to stay tuned for that, man. The news is going to be crazy. All this fake news, all these different little blogs, all this blah, 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 blah. It's over with for that. FTJ, your boy, we got you. But now, keeping with the NFL, right now, Odell Beckham Jr. signed Monday a five-year, $95 million extension, This, which right now makes him the highest-paid receiver in the NFL. And again, as we've been saying about Odell Beckham, and as I've said repeatedly on this show about Odell Beckham, I think what it was for the Giants is they had to realize something. Two things they had to realize. One, that the NFL is going all offense, so... You have to pay players like Odell Beckham Jr. You have to see their value. And two, Odell Beckham Jr. was one of the best receivers in the league. And You you saw the mistake the Miami Dolphins did by letting Jarvis Landry walk away. But he, you know, essentially signing a five-year, $75 million deal with the Cleveland Browns. So in this situation, the New York Giants could not let Odell Beckham walk away and him go sign with, I don't know, the let's just say the Seattle Seahawks for a heavy extension when they realized First things first, the league is going all offense. The league is no longer physical. The league is no longer about defense. It's really all about offense now. So you are gonna need guys like Odell Beckham Jr., a guy who finished in the top 10 in receptions, a guy who finished in top 10 in yards, a guy who finished always in top 10 in touchdowns, one of the highest selling jerseys in the NFL. I mean, this guy right here to me is Terrell Owens. And I think when I say Terrell Owens, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in the way of this guy individually, talent-wise, is one of the best talents we've ever seen play with the wide receiver position. Now, again, coming back to his contract, it is a five-year, $95 million deal, 65 of it guaranteed. It does put him ahead of Mike Evans, who signed a five-year, $82 million deal. Uh, Brandon Cook's five-year, $81 million deal. And again, as I've said all summer long, when Odell Beckham saw the Bucks and the Rams go out and pay these two guys, and then he also saw Jarvis Landry get paid heavy. He was probably looking like um, Pat Shermer, um, Dave Gettleman <laughs> I'm a lot better than those guys that's on the top of that pay wide receiver board I knew coming into the contract talks his agent came in saying we want a hundred million dollars I already know he came in saying his client wants a hundred million dollar contract because of course the higher the contract is the more guaranteed money And in this case with it being 95 which I think they probably could have made it a hundred million dollar contract but again it's a wide receiver and wide receivers would never be paid more than a quarterback. I never felt like Odell Beckham was a problem maker. You never hear about Odell Beckham getting arrested. You've never heard about any DUIs for Odell Beckham. You know, you've heard a little of his situations on Instagram, and you, you know, he had the of course the famous boat situation. But even at that, and though it they it did affect his play somewhat in that 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 playoff game. When you're young, you got that kind of money, hanging out with Justin Bieber, and Lil Wayne, and Club Live. Who's not gonna go turn up on an off week right before the playoffs? I mean, this is. This is, this is for, at, at that moment in your career, your Super Bowl, right? We made it to the playoffs. So I understand the whole situation, I understand the whole party thing for Odell Beckham, but what I think he has to realize going forward is now there's a target on his back. A shout out to Odell Beckham for getting this ridiculous contract, being one of the highest paid receivers. I always felt like Odell Beckham, talent for talent right now, is the best receiver. I ain't even saying talent, man. I just feel like Odell Beckham Jr. is the best receiver. I'm one of those guys, who i'm not going to say antonio brown if you ask me i'm gonna say odell beckham jr is the best wide receiver in football but now keeping with odell beckham jr hbo series and uninterrupted unrolled lebron james's show which is titled the Shop. now he had this show last year and i think they aired some episodes which i think the last one they when they did it it was cool but i think they were like too much of the barber shop in which Guys were getting haircuts and they were trying to talk, which I didn't understand why Draymond Green was getting a haircut sipping wine. Like, he already had the nice table, beer already lined up. I can't understand why he was getting an edge up again when he already had an edge up, but I get it. It's for the show. You gotta create the, the markup for the show. But what I liked about it was that we saw LeBron James in his rarest form. I think we've never seen an athlete such as lebron james on that magnitude speak the way he spoke and 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 i love it like a lot of people are gonna say he used too many curse words but it was on hbo for one and for two it's his platform we've never we, michael jordan of course lived the life that he lived but as far as being an athlete and as far as using his platform he never used it and we've never seen athlete we've never seen a tom brady be this candid we've never seen aaron Rodgers be this candid. we've never seen kevin durant to this point be this candid. we haven't seen michael jordan be this wide open in which you know the words in which they were using the topics that were tackled on this sh- this episode were a lot they talked about a lot of things they talked about being black in america you know the universal use of the n-word and how it slowly but surely changed over time. They also talked about LeBron James, you know, his experiences going to a Catholic school. They Aldale talked about his one situation in which he had, take a listen to what he had to say. I didn't want to take a picture. Like, like I'm really in a rush. I got to go. Oh, he's an asshole. He didn't want to take a picture. It's like, to me, I'd be feeling like, I tell people this all the time. I really feel like a zoo animal. Like, that's where life's gone for me. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. This was a long time coming for LeBron James. I think we all... Fans of basketball, fans of sport, know that LeBron James for a while now was kind of, we were wishing like, yo, I wish LeBron would say something. I wish LeBron would compete in the dunk contest. And I think now you're starting to see LeBron James, I think, unravel. Now, but listen to what Draymond Green said about LeBron James. I'm the best basketball player playing. I think you should say that. I think you should believe that. And you should definitely let the world know that. People didn't start to view him as they view him now until he became that force, that man to say, I'm here. Because after hearing Draymond say that, I was confused. I was like, okay, so does the greatest player in the world play on your team or does he play on the Lakers? But I think what he was ultimately trying to say in that was LeBron James has yet to come out and say, I'm the best player. You know, for a long time, LeBron would kind of hint at it. Of course, he got the chosen ones at it. We kind of dubbed him as being the best player in the NBA. But it was just as of late where LeBron literally said, individually, I'm going to take this up a notch and I'm going to be the best player in the league. Because I love Candace Parker's piece in there when she was just talking about being a mom in the WNBA and how people looked at her differently just because she was an athlete and had a child. One of the things I wish they would do even in episode two and or going forward, is allow the other individuals a chance to speak. I think they had a moment with Michael Bennett, but it looked like his point was rushed. Or I feel like they had a second with Odell Beckham Jr. But it looked like his point was rushed. So I I wish that going forward, that they would give everybody an ample opportunity to speak. Snoop Dogg had his point, but that was it. He only had one point. So I wanted to hear everybody kind of chime in. Of course, LeBron James, and we already know Maverick Carter, we're going to dominate episode one and again the spotlight was on LeBron James and he was very candid and this is the rawest we want to see LeBron we have never seen an athlete at this point be this open we've never seen Tom Brady be this open we've never seen Aaron Rodgers we have yet to see Kevin Durant to this point be this open so so this is going to be a good show going forward this hey look i can't wait for episode two because i can't wait to hear what else he's going to talk about you already know i'm sure the president is going to come up and i'm sure that that is going to be a heavy topic for a lot of people to talk about so we will definitely keep you posted on all the lebron james the shop again if you did not catch this episode go back on hbo this is no advertisement no plug whatsoever but go to hbo right now and definitely go check it out it's a show you don't want to miss Just dial the numbers. It's not that hard. I can't do this one now. No tough talks necessary. Discover has no annual fees. Future Hall of Famer and four-time NBA champion, Manu Ginobili, has decided to call it quits. The 41-year-old is wrapping up a phenomenal, phenomenal career in which he played 16 seasons for the San Antonio Spurs, also helping them win four championships. The lefty, the Argentina lefty, was a pivotal part of the San Antonio Big Three, also known as Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili. Of course, Tim Duncan, retiring two years ago, Tony Parker being his last season in San Antonio is now signed as a free agent with the Charlotte Hornets. Now he took to Twitter to say, "'Today I have a wide range of feelings. I am announcing my retirement from basketball. Immense gratitude to everyone, fans, family, teammates, coaches, staff, and friends involved in my life in the last 23 years. It's been a fabulous journey Way beyond my wildest dreams. Now, of course, we all know Ginobili, like I said, coming off the bench, being a pivotal part of that big three. And shout out to Ginobili, man, one of the best players of my era. Really kind of transcending that Euro step. He was never the most athletic, never the most skilled guy. But what Ginobili had was he just had the intangibles. And he did a lot of little things very well in the key moments for the San Antonio Spurs. But now the real question is, and you know we got to ask because it's from the jump, As we do all athletes, is he a Hall of Famer, and is he in that top ten shooting guards of all time? Shout out to my boy A1. We was having this argument earlier, but I can't literally right now put Manu Ginobili in the top ten shooting guards over Kobe Bryant, a five-time champion. Are you serious? I can't put him over D Wade. Of course, we can't put him over Mike, over AI, Ray Allen. Of course, a lot of people gonna say he's a point guard. So, does Manu Ginobili fit in that top ten, and/or if so, where? Where would you put him over? Would you put him over a Reggie Miller? Would you put him over a Ray Allen? Over George Gervin, Tracy McGrady for that matter. I feel like career for career, I feel like Rip Hamilton was a lot better. I feel like career for career, of course he was has been on great teams, but Jamal Crawford has been an excellent sixth man off the bench. Lou Williams has been an excellent sixth man off the bench. Again, I don't want to diminish Ginobili's impact, but it's from the jump. And you know we gotta ask and we gotta talk about it. Is Ginobili a Hall of Famer? And is he a top 10 player? And if you're asking me right now, I don't think he's a top 10 shooting guard, but I think he is one of the top 100 players in the NBA of all time. And of course, will be a sure Hall of Famer. Now on today's edition of the Wrap Up, Aaron Rodgers today has signed a four year, $134 million extension, but could be up to worth $180 million in total money according to Adam Sheffield I'm, cl- I'm sure that's going to include different contract incentives Super Bowl wins Pro Bowl appearances so on and so forth now this deal ultimately keeps Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers through 2023 which I think at that point he'll be 40 years old but what I think this deal should come with is receivers does it come with the new offensive line <laughs> doesn't come with any running backs because sure you paid Aaron Rodgers and you pretty much sold your soul to keeping Aaron Rodgers a Green Bay Packer but you ain't gonna have no money to pay anybody else you're not gonna have any money to fix up that defense clay matthews is getting older <laughs> jake ryan has always hurt that that secondary has been bad for years even though they had sam shields haha clint dixon up the secondary has been horrible for years so did, did that hundred million dollar contract extension that he signed come with any new players because again i think at this point green bay We get that Aaron Rodgers was never going to leave Green Bay. That was never going to be an issue. Green Bay could pay him for sure. Aaron Rodgers could be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. But if he looks around at his counterparts, Matt Ryan has Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Sanu. Jimmy Garoppolo has a lot of weapons around him. Derek Carr has weapons around him. And oh, by the way, when you can't run the ball in the league, it puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. For Aaron Rodgers double salute one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen play one of the greatest of this generation but when you pay him this kind of money it lets me know okay yes you sign Aaron Rodgers but what about the other 52 other positions that you got to fill? because it's gonna put even more pressure on Aaron Rodgers to somehow some way pull a miracle out of his hat like he always has to do for the Green Bay Packers and if you ask me right now who's better Brady or Rodgers I'm sorry gotta go with Brady your boy is back in full effect i've been going for a couple days you know you gotta take care of some things you feel me we've been working behind the scenes follow your boy on twitter right now from the jump man i follow everybody back and that's what the a not an E. everybody keep typing in the e no it's from the jump f-r-o-m-t-h-a-j-u-n-p gotta spell it out you dig what i'm saying but it's your boy we out